Welcome back to the show that will be as good as or exceeding Super Showdown. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am spending all of my time trying to learn the Muscle Man dance. I am amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent. He is earning his way to a title shot against Walter at the next pay per. Oh no! No, he says no now. He's good. Oh okay. He is Steve the Shit Kicker Shitty. I am good. I, I just imagine, you know, that, that that doesn't sound like something good to that's, earn. That, that, that's not like a, a prize. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's when you know you have a good monster heel champion is when a title shot is punishment for out-of-ring behavior. Yeah. I will say that uh, Devlin, Jordan Devlin's match with Walter I thought was very good. And I I, I already liked Devlin a lot. And I've, I've liked his work I've seen so far in NXT UK. Uh, but that, that match definitely made him as far as a... I can I can look really good in a loss because there's no way he was going to win that match. But it, he, yeah, there were some moments in that match that were uh, definitely him and doing his best. So we'll see if uh, I, I won't spoil the match for you. But the fatal four way in NXT UK for the number one contendership, uh, we'll see if that person is able to come out on top. Spoiler: They won't. No, uh, Walsh is going to be on top of that chain for a very long time. Uh, which really makes me think that we're going to have a lot of big, strong champions, like very similar feeling champions very soon. Because Brock has a briefcase, Walter is the champion, Shayna Baszler is going to either remain NXT champion or become SmackDown Women's champion soon. I think the only outlier of that is Adam Cole. And that's only in size. Like, I, I love Adam Cole and I love what he does. But if you, like, put all the champions in WWE up together, that would be... He would be the outlier. He'd be little... He, he He's pretty short from what I understand. Yeah, but so is Kofi not, Kingston. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah. I, I was thinking of uh, some, but yeah, I guess when you put uh, Ryder and Hawkins there, they're not exactly huge either. But I, bet, I, I would wager they're probably taller than Adam Cole, though. And also, Ryder and Hawkins don't count because I literally spent like an hour yesterday on the bus trying to remember. Wait, who are the tag team champions on Raw? I can't. And I, I, I they kept coming up in my head. I'm like, no, there's no way they're still champions. Yes, yes, there is. They are. Yeah, Doesn't the only Raw tag team, the only Raw tag team beef going on right now is Revival and Usos, and that's cause. Like, there's no titles on the line. They, they even tweet it out, like, every week. There's, like, and still champions because they're not going to put us on the show. This is this is a good reign. We're doing well. Let's they, go buy toys. They are doing well, and they are buying toys, and they're good at that. They're not good at champions <laughs> because they're not allowed to be. Really, and that's another one. As soon as pe- people remember that they have them, the Viking parade is going to take those championships, and then they'll hold those for a long time as big, scary, dominant forces, so... Uh, first, we're going to take a look at Takeover, but I do. We will uh, quickly at least look at the results of Super Showdown. We did not watch that show. Steve has seen some highlights. Uh, uh, You're speaking about that because I remember seeing a screenshot at least of AOP Viking uh, Raiders and uh, uh, crap. Who's the other tag team that they haven't done? Any, uh, Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery. Yeah, it was all three of them. The, those three three teams facing off in that 50 man battle royal, and that that sounded like it could have been a fun moment. But it, it was that's mostly good. just. Be- just it's mostly just because we don't see enough of any of those guys currently. So, it was the entire tag team division. Would it should have been like months of tag team wrestling compressed into 
probably about two minutes in the middle of a 50-man battle royal. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like. So, uh, like I said, TakeOver was a five-match, very strong card. It was, uh, as all TakeOvers are, in my opinion, top to bottom, just a great show. I loved every minute of it. I think one of my favorite matches might have been the first one, and it was Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong. They just beat the holy hell out of each other and stretched each other. And uh, I, I, I just really like watching Roderick Strong wrestle because I think he, he brings out the best in his opponents. I think he sh- helps them shine bit by maybe not shining as brightly himself. But he also, I mean, he, he he beat the hell out of Riddle for quite some time. So I think Riddle looked even better in the win. And uh, it, it also started the narrative that I, I figured would be the case that uh, Undisputed Era would not come out on top of everything this night. Yeah, so this one actually, I have not seen a lot of Roderick Strong matches beforehand that where I was really like, oh, hey, Roderick Strong is a, is a quality product. So I was not expecting much going in and by the time this match it was so good and he did so well that i actually rewrote my expectations where he was the only undisputed era person to win a match and ended up using that to load over everyone else and kind of become a absolute pain in the butt so uh i was i mean that's good that he they were able to make me rewrite my expectations of not only this particular show but him as a wrestler so I now have a good example of a Roderick Strong match. Yes, and I, that's not to write off uh, Matt Riddle either. I think we we already have acknowledged how awesome he is and how great a match he can uh, lay out and a story he can tell. And I I think you know him getting the back injured from Roderick Strong, and so that's he's not able to do some of his moves as well because of that, and then still powers through. It, it, it was just one that didn't let up. And I actually, I in my notes, I have, I need to go back and watch that again. <laughs> and that yeah, just reminds really me, good. I need to go back and watch that again. Okay, you go do that. I'll finish the rest of the show. Good luck. Uh, super showdown. I hope you guys want to hear about that. That's what Steve <laughs> has to talk about. Uh, Street Profits finally come out on top. They are champs after uh, overcoming... Lorcan Birch, The Era, and Forgotten Sons, and poor, poor old Kyle O'Reilly got the uh, Finn Balor spot in this match yeah, and ne- nearly lost the spine out of his, <laughs> lost his spinal cord just like slipping out the back. It looked like he, uh, I, I, Brandon Stroud pointed out he uh, final destinationed himself several times. <laughs> several times where a ladder gets lost in his head and he just he doesn't even duck it; it just barely misses him. And there was a couple of times when he barely missed certain death it looked like and i hats off to him and everybody in this match really i thought I, I thought was great and uh i i like the idea that um montez ford leaping from the turnbuckle to the ladder scared uh um blake so much that he basically just took one punch to fall off yeah and, that was uh, pretty cool captured the titles i yeah a great ladder match so happy to see the street profits on top um I didn't link it here, but they have a backstage video of them after the win. Uh, they, they take one of the camera guys who they say have been with them like ever since they became a team. They're like, this guy's been filming us ever since. Come here, come here. We're gonna get you a shirt because he's wearing like a I think an undisputed era shirt. And they're just like, come on, we're gonna go get you a different shirt. Come on, and they just like leave with him to go get him a, a street profit shirt. And uh, also them celebrating with their family. It's just it's a great moment for that reason, but it's also just great because these guys have deserved this for quite some time. Yeah, it was great. Um, I watched this one with my son, and he was 
losing his mind at that end spot when he jumped on the ladder. He's like, Mom, Dad, did you see that? And I'm like, yes, son, that's how replays work. But <laughs> uh, it was great. It was, it was a fun match. Uh, some very creative <laughs> ladder spots. And, yeah, love it. Um, was he, was he also losing it slash like closing his eyes when, you know, O'Reilly would avoid certain death? Uh, so the one that really got him was the one where I think it was the Forgotten Sons who I actually also really started to appreciate a lot more through this match. Uh, they had the ladder over their head and then, uh... Somebody back suplexed yeah, somebody them back and suplexed through the ladder. And, and, well, they had the ladder on their head. And so I'm like, oh, no, that's ridiculous. But they ended up throwing the ladder. And I'm like, okay, so that's actually not a great spot. But they threw it behind him without looking. And it literally yeah. zoomed right over his head, over Fish's yeah. head, and like, or Kyle O'Reilly's head. And I'm like, oh, dude, you almost died. And you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the best one, or the worst one, really. Because, yeah, that, that was he's just crawling to, like, get to the next spot. And they almost killed him. So, um Next time, watch out when you get when you get suplexed. Don't take the ladder with you. Just drop it. We don't yes. we don't need that. Um, Breeze and Dream. Um, I, it's just great to see Tyler Breeze doing what he does, and that's being a, a really annoying character that we love for whatever reason, but also a good wrestler. Like I mean, he's not the the I don't put him at like Adam Cole level. Like I think Adam Cole is one of the the best right now in terms of the pure wrestling and telling a story with the match and everything. Uh, we'll talk about him and Gargano in just a second. Uh, but I, I just was so glad to see him on a card, like getting to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, like I said, I watched this with my son and it was getting close to bedtime. And so I, I gave him a choice between this match or the women's match. And he'd heard me talk up Shayna Baszler. So he wanted to check that out. So I missed this one. It's a, uh, and I, if you're a fan of Tyler Breeze wrestling in NXT, then it's definitely one you want to catch because it's it's a throwback to his old matches. Uh, Dream kind of gets to wrestle a little, little bit different style. He definitely heals it up towards the end because, I mean, he's wrestling somebody who's not going to get booed at this point unless he, like, kicked Dream in the nuts and <laughs> yanked out one of his teeth with a pair of pliers. No, that would probably get him cheered. Never mind. I'm trying to think of something that yeah, would definitely get him booed. impromptu dentistry. <laughs> if Tyler Breeze got that Cactus Jack streak in him, that would be an interesting character. Uh, Tyler Breeze plus flannel. With... <laughs> yeah, but I dress <laughs> ugly and hit people with dumpsters. Tyler Breeze, but with flannel, is like the most conflicted character. It's like, I'm wearing this because I'm psycho now, but I hate it because it looks terrible. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. It's the exact that's same that's character, a... just dressed in garbage. Yeah, he hates himself for it, and that just makes him more angry, and he just, yeah, wins his matches on an angry streak. Uh, so, Shirai and Baszler, what, what did you think? Um, I, I, I need for people that wrestle Shayna Baszler to realize bridging back while she's holding your neck is not a good idea. <laughs> Stop that. It's like jumping into nothing with uh, Randy Orton thinking, well, this will go well. <laughs> True. Uh, I... We're to the point now where I do not know who's going to beat her. I know who I want to beat her, but it ain't happening. Uh, so I have no idea how her story arc is going to come to an end. I I, I think it could still be Shirai. And I think that the tease at the end where she you know gets the chair and does the moonsault and just annihilates Baszler, I think that I think we're seeing the next gear of Shirai's character. 
because I, I, you know, I, I have not seen her matches outside of NXT, unfortunately. But you know, from what I've heard, she, she is a psychopath in the ring, and like her, her NXT work thus far has been her like, you know, bottling it up, and this maybe is finally letting it go. And you know, I, I think she could still come back and do that, and maybe new friend. I, I love how Candice Ray, she is so. She's pretty not boisterous, but she's she's really bouncy when she has her matches and everything, and she wears that gear that kind of looks just like generic uh, exercise gear. But when she's not wrestling, she's like arm hand on her arm, just like oh, I guess I'll come out. I don't know. And she she does that when she hands her the chair. She's just like I don't know. I found this chair. You want to use it? <laughs> it's just a weird character for her to be playing, and uh, uh, I don't know. I kind of like low key. I'm going to hand you a weapon so you can murder this woman, but I don't feel good about it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, but I, so that's what happens after the match. And I, I think that's where Shirai is, is kind of going to come into her own. And I, I think she's not going to take any of uh, the three horsewomen's shit anymore. Yeah. that That's definitely one thing you could do. Uh, now that we've set the precedence for people coming back, I would really like Asta to come back and just destroy her. I, I I agree. I get the tag championships out of its funk and just go ahead and split her and Sane up. There's no reason to have them together if you're not going to have them wrestle, which I understand. You can't have them wrestle because you can't promote too many women's matches because you can't have women wrestle on your upcoming pay-per-view, whatever. I, it, I don't think that was it. I think they just realized, dang it, we have so many belts. And I just it it sucks that the tag champions, the women's tag champions, have not won a match since they won the championships. Yeah, I know, it, it really sucks. They haven't done anything except for amazing YouTube promos over and over again. Oh God, yeah, they're still that, the that, best that, thing that, on WWE YouTube. I'm kind of I I don't want them to go full uh, fashion files because I do want them to still be on TV and I want them to get to do things, but they are definitely YouTube wrestlers. Like they, their, their promos and all their jabs at everybody else backstage are so much better than their wrestling. And they know that. I mean, their, their wrestling is fine, but it's not, it, that's not what got them the titles. It was opportunistic, you know, conniving and, and being in the right place at the right time. Like that's, they're not using that. Instead, they're just having them lose every single match. And that's not, it's not doing anything for the championships. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they're, they've already put into motion the storyline they're going to tell. I think they're going to lose it to... The newfound Nikki Bliss, Cross, Alexa, whatever, Coffee Hulk, and that's gonna. Be I, I mean, they're that. they're destined to lose to Oscar and Sane at some point. Like that that team exists just to have titles. Like otherwise, they're just there to dominate literally every other team. I on think the roster, they're gonna so. get forgotten, and that's why they need to go back. And Oscar needs to go back where she can kill somebody, and then kill Shayna Baszler. I, I hope they haven't done it just to forget those two, but I just do something with them. Just to put them on my TV this next week. That's all I ask. If you do that, then we're moving in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. This uh, Cole Gargano for the NXT Championship. Good God. These men, uh, they, they, they have gears that most wrestlers don't have. Like, this match <laughs> is, like, at 20 minutes, and I'm like, okay. I, I look at my wife, and I'm like, okay, here's where it starts to get good. <laughs> It's like when you play an RPG these days, and it's like 10 hours in. All right, now here's where this game starts to really get good. It's like, no, that's not how it should work. But with wrestling, 
it, they somehow make it work. Like, they make me care. I, I didn't start taking notes on this match because I was just enjoying it so much until like 15 minutes in. And then I still have plenty of notes because <laughs> the, it's, it's just watching them wrestle. I, 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 I think I've seen a Panama Sunrise before, but I didn't know what it was called. It's like when I watched uh, Double or Nothing and uh, Excalibur would just name some match, some move out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, I'll believe you that that's what that's called. That sounds insane. <laughs> so when he kept, uh, Morrow kept screaming Panama Sunrise, I was like, uh, sure. The jumping, flipping powerbomb thing. That, that Sure, that's what we'll call that. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, how do you know the name of a move that no one's seen before? He told me. I mean, yeah, I, it, th- he that is a move. I've I've definitely seen people do it before. It's just it, usually it would be on. I think Seth Rollins maybe like pull it out on Raw or Sami Zayn, and of course you know Michael Cole. Just, oh man, did you see that? That's probably not the name of the move. So looks and like it's some definitely sort of a not, sidewalk slam. Oh god, it's definitely not Renee Young's go-to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh yeah, they did a great job making you think, having no idea who was going to win this match at the end, and then another Panama Sunrise. Then he finally hits the last shot, which he had hit earlier in the match, but that one just didn't put away Gargano. And I mean, he he earned that. Like that was not a, he kept the era back in the back. He said, "Nope, I'm doing this on my own." He won that match. Like I, I, I know he'll change my mind on the next like episode of NXT and, and do something just shitty and make me hate him again but right now adam cole is not a heel in my sight like he he won that match on his merits and damn it he deserves it well yes and but still within a heel style like he faked out that they were going to come and and that and so he used underhanded tactics but they were within the rules which is how i like i like that there are heels that do that there are two they have to go so hardcore on their heels now that they're either uh, just the ac- absolute chicken crap worst and not do anything, or absolute cheaters. I like like this. I like like what the bar would do, where they would cheat, not cheat, but they would use underhanded, dirty tactics to uh, accomplish their their means. Yes, in this case, I don't think that's I. I wouldn't even call this underhanded. It's just using his expectations against him. Like he knows that these guys are going to come down and try and get in, interfere in the match. So when he just calls for him, it's like, okay, I got to be ready. It's like, no, no, I'm just messing with you. So I, I, I agree. I, I, it's not complete like heel. My buddies are going to beat. You. It's not Shayna Baszler. It's not. I'm actually bringing them down, and they're going to beat you up. And oh, this other tiny blonde woman can take them out and now she's giving her a chair oh no i'm in trouble <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's different than that it, it's also different enough that we don't say oh we've seen this before already in the show mm-hmm. like it, it, it is it is different how it's uh done and yeah just, i as, as always hats off to the nxt uh guys and gals and just a great takeover can't wait for the next one which uh will be here i guess SummerSlam time i think so in a couple of months I think uh, I forget what they're calling that. Where where it is? San Jose, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, um, and they also announced it. Uh, I, th- I think it was during the takeover. Maybe they're in doing NXT UK <laughs> NXT UK UK takeover. Uh, uh, Cardiff. So th- that is their next big takeover event, and uh, yeah, G- given what's happened in the UK lately, I I'm excited about it 
it, there's definitely uh, the UK shows, especially the women's parts, are just still so we're just trying to figure this out. Like we have no idea what this roster is going to look like. So just bear with us while we build it. And it, yeah, those, those matches are really nothing terribly special at this point, but uh, I still recommend watching that show because there's enough going on with the men's roster, at least right now that is, is definitely worth catching. And that four way fatal four way match is, is definitely the highlight of this week's episode. Uh, two or five live real quick. I want to mention because we're talking about Drew Gulak, you know, showing up in NXT and being the, the coolest thing and we want to see him more places well he interrupts uh tozawa and dar who are supposed to have a match and just shows up and beats the crap out of dar and says okay now i get the match and tozawa of course is pissed off so he's like yeah make the match i want to i want to fight him so okay that's <laughs> drake maverick starts stops chasing the 24 7 title just long enough to make the match and so we have gulak versus tozawa to start the show and it's a uh, as those matches go there's like 15 minutes of Drew Gulak uh, and Tazawa, and, and I'm not going to say Drew Gulak like carrying the match and being the best part of it because Tazawa was awesome too. So that's a that's a good match. And then uh, kind of an odd shout out to Oni Lorcan versus Arya Davari is the other match on that show. They, they tell a really good story. Like Oni Lorcan uh, makes a point of injuring Davari's arm, which he uses in his finisher, and so. Uh, he can outlast Davari, and so when Davari like basically gets tired, then Oni Lorcan turns it back on and is able to defeat him because he can't do any of his moves because his arms hurt. It was, it, it, it was simple. It was it was a long match. It was longer than it should have been. But uh, I really like the story they told. Like I, I, I like wrestling matches that tell stories, and this one uh, was Lorcan Davari. Does not sound like a match you would really care about in any way. I definitely like Oni Lorcan's uh, tag matches better than I do his single stuff, but. I, I would recommend going back and watching this entire show because it was 47 minutes and it was a, it featured some very good wrestling. Okay, yeah. So that you, it doesn't take much to talk me into promising to watch NXT UK, but yeah, you 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 will definitely want to watch that last match. You, you get some some good Banks highlights out. I guess it was two or five live. You were talking about sorry. <laughs> But th- this time, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, a lot of these guys are so interchangeable now. It's like, you know, Lorcan will show up on every show, yeah. every minor show at least. <sighs> Not minor show. I don't, non-main roster show. I wish there was a better name for those because that's... Good show? Yeah, yeah the the good WWE stuff. Um, So, b- rolling into Super Showdown, th- there's uh, a couple of moments I do want to touch on. Uh, Bray Wyatt and the Muscle Man Dance. Devil Vince McMahon puppet. Uh... Uh, new uh, 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 Husky, Husky the pig, or not, no, Huskus, Huskus, Huskus the pig, yeah. I think. Uh, it's just, I I absolutely need to see him wrestle and carry this through to a wrestling gimmick at some point. Yeah. But damn it, I'm still enjoying seeing Bray Wyatt put on Zubas and put on a rest, an exercise band and uh, do a, a creepy like Tim and Eric style wrestling or an exercise show. Uh, where he still creepily says "Let me in," because that's all he wants. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that this week. Uh, the Vince McMahon puppet was was inspired. <laughs> it feels like one of those things that he didn't actually get to approve, but once he saw it, he's like, "Ah, I like it. That's fine." Maybe. Where is he? Where is <laughs> <He's> still? <laughs> I don't know. According, apparently, he has uh, full reign to do that. Uh, Bray Wyatt does, so he has complete creative control over this whole thing so hopefully uh yeah hopefully he doesn't get in trouble for anything after the fact 
It's almost like they were going to do that with Matt Hardy. And then he, you know, he's old, older, and he got a little too banged up. And it's like, okay, well, I need to step away from this. This guy that I wrestled with, Bray Wyatt, he is he is the thing. He is the next thing. He gets my Let coupon. him do what he wants, just like you were going to let me do it, and just see where he goes with it. And this this terrifying thing is what we've created now. So uh, we all have to live with it. So great stuff from Bray Wyatt again. And uh, Cesaro Ricochet, if you're excited about uh, the new a new bar being raised then you're going to be excited about this match because they're still going at it and i i think i i had heard rumored that they are still going to fight at uh stomping grounds as well oh, i'm sure they are they did it at uh super showdown oh they did really well it was part of the they're both in the 50-man rumble and they ended up oh okay squaring off in that and yeah it was it, well, yeah it was weird so during the uh, the this the match on Raw, I will note that uh, I think it was Michael Cole said something to the effect of Cesaro was part of a tag team, but now he's going it alone. And I'm just like, dude, he's literally doing the same thing that he did last time. He became part of a team. <laughs> yeah. Like we're just doing it again with a different person, mm-hmm, a very different mm-hmm. person. But that's, I yeah, it's hard to hate those guys because they they're gonna pull off some stuff that only they can do together. But it's. It was also the final match of the night, which made it weird because then we got the Brock Lesnar tease to a, a cash in, which he didn't actually cash in. And as you stated from Super Showdown, still didn't cash in thanks to uh, his, his his problem with his groin and that he has one and it's a target. They, My son plays Little League Baseball. They make them wear cups. How is there this major combat sports organization that doesn't require groinal protection? It's, I think it's so they can use it as a storyline oh, thing. Because there, def- there, there was definitely somebody in WCW that started wearing a cup and like you know broke somebody's toe or something when they tried to kick it. I don't remember who it was, but I feel like that was a story. So that's <laughs> Bret Hart and a poncho. Uh, Bret Bret Hart wore the thing uh, the the plate on his chest, so Goldberg couldn't spear him. I so. know that was he, he just wore a different plate. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's a dangerous plate to wear. If you don't cut it just right, that's going to hurt you worse than it does your opponent. Um, the other main roster thing before we get to Super Showdown results was uh, Elias and r Truth going back and forth with the title, and I guess Jinder Mahal to a lesser degree. If you watch YouTube exclusively, Jinder Mahal does um, everything to a lesser degree. This is so true. But uh, so we have a match where r Truth uh, gets pinned by Elias. So Elias is the champion now. And then R-Truth goes under the ring, chases him under the ring, and a ref goes with him, and then he comes back out with the title. And I said to myself, okay, so we're just supposed to assume that Elias pin- or uh, R-Truth pinned him under there and is now the champion again. That sucks. And then, like literally 10 minutes later, they put on YouTube the video from under the ring. Of oh, R-Truth. did they? I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I have it linked there in the, the show notes. It's literally like 40 seconds of... Uh, R-Truth crawling under there with him, and there's a lot of space, which, you know, they, they were prepared for, obviously. They didn't have anything else under the ring. But uh, the ref gets under there with him and, and counts the one, two, three. So they, they, they did the work, is my point. Like, they, they it's stupid, and 24-7 title's a joke at this point, and that's fine if that's what you want out of it. But they did the work in at least showing, okay, we're going to show you how he pinned him because, you know, we're not going to treat this title that badly yet. So... 
And then Jinder Mahal wins it from him uh, getting on the plane to go to Saudi Arabia, which is a bad idea because you're stuck on a plane. Uh, and then R-Truth sneaks up uh, while he's sleeping and pins him and wins again. So he's running all over the plane with the title. And uh, what I'm saying is 24-7 shenanigans are dumb, but they're better than most things on the main roster right now. So I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what we wanted, but we, we, we wanted matches. We didn't want just roll-ups. I don't think this title has changed hands on anything that wasn't a roll-up, which is a problem. Yes, that that needs to be rectified, like, immediately. Like, we need to see either an actual match or somebody, you know, clobbering with a chair. There's no there's no rules against it. Like, there's no match. Like, as soon as they're covered and pinned, they you can, you know, win the title. So, yeah, do something for it instead of these schoolboy roll-ups that just make everybody look like pansies. Yeah. I I, I want to see one one half of AOP just like put somebody through a wall, put Archer through a wall, and then cover him and be like, "That's how you do it." Yeah. Now come and take this title off of me. Yeah, do that, or um, I don't know. The, the, the they're referencing back to the hardcore title, which I know we can't do as much hard stuff. Like when when uh, truth got beat at the golf course, and then Junior Mahal was up and like, "Oh, he's gonna get a golf club to the back." No, we really don't do that anymore. Um, although. You, Probably could have gimmicked one in, in, in these kind of promote stuff to make stuff like that safe. But uh. real quick, wait, real quick on the golf one. It was hilarious that Jinder Mahal showed up in his tights. There's absolutely no reason for him to be in his wrestling gear to win that title. Right, right. But, well, he, but he thought it was going to be mad. There's no reason for, well, I guess R-Truth is always in his gear. I picture R-Truth doesn't put a shirt on very often. No, no, he's a shirtless man. Yeah exclusively these days um uh, we're not gonna run down the entire super showdown card i i know the match results most of it sounds like pretty much exactly what you would have expected uh i know you watched some highlights so what 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 are your highlights of that show if any i know goldberg almost killed the undertaker on accident for real and maybe goldberg shouldn't be doing his jackhammer anymore yeah yeah especially on a a big man like that yeah that's and just So it felt like you know, a glorified house show because we knew it was. Um, there wasn't really equivalent to or exceeding house shows you've seen before. Yeah, well, I've, I've <laughs> having never been to an actual house show. <laughs> I'm sure it was worse. House yeah. shows at least have a vibe to them that's like, oh man, anything could happen here. This was like, nope, Randy Orton's wrestling Triple H for like 20 minutes. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, I skipped all of that. I uh, just jumped yeah. to the end to see who won. I uh, was a little surprised, actually, that it was uh, Randy Orton, but Triple H won the last slobber, sleeper, sleeper knocker, sleeper knocker. That's what I'm going to call it. Because um, they're really bad. Um, yeah, that there's... I don't it was have good any that highlights. It, it wasn't uh, That's good. fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very glad I did not watch the show. I, I was watching, you know, the gifts that WWE was posting and the comments everybody else was having on those while the show was going on, but I did not watch the show itself. Uh, uh, it, it was interesting that, that they did the Battle Royal, which they had to. They couldn't do the Royal Rumble style, but they, they had literally had every man come down in the ring, said they reinforced the ring, so don't worry, and then they just had everybody fight. Well, they did. A few people did get their own entrances. Uh Cesaro, Samoa Joe, who else was there? The Miz. I thought The Miz was going to win it so he could at least have something to hold over Shane McMahon, but nope, sure didn't. Yeah, so it's interesting that Mansoor won, who has been in NXT and NXT UK before, but he's, 
I, I mean, clearly the, you know, the hometown boy, so let's have him win. But it's, uh, it's, that was an odd choice. When I saw he won, I was like, wait, I have to go check that again. What? So it, it came down to there were in the, at the end, there were six people left. There were three heels and three faces. And I wasn't really paying attention to the commentary. I don't even know if I had it on. And I looked and I'm like, oh, uh, I think it was Ricochet. Who was the other one? Miz and I thought it was Ali, but nope, it was Mansoor. I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't look like Ali. Took me a minute, and by the time, I, every, yeah, it was weird. But yeah, that's what made it the most house show feely. When the the only time the hometown hero is allowed to win is at a house show. Nothing makes it feel like a, this doesn't matter than letting a brand new guy win just because he's in his hometown, but or home country. But it, people pop for it. They had fun with it, so. No, I, I, that's that's good. I'm glad the people that went got to have fun with it. Um, no, I mean that's the I whole quickly, point of the fast show, and this is a house show, so yeah. Uh, very quickly, want to run down the stomping grounds uh, card so far because that is happening in two weeks. Yeah, and it is. I I hope you're excited about rematches because that's almost exclusively what's been announced so far. We do have uh, the goddess. Facing Bailey for the title, which is a new match. I mean, they, they, they've done it before, but they haven't done it like in the last month or so. So, that that'll be new. But we're we're doing Seth Rollins and Corbin again. That's I guess that he didn't get a fair shake, so he gets another match. Uh, we're doing Lynch and Evans again. We are doing Ziggler and Kingston again. This time inside a, inside a steel cage because that'll make it more interesting. We're doing Reigns and McIntyre again. Those those are the announced matches so far for Stomping Grounds. That does not sound like an exciting show. Yeah, this is the one that's going to be up here that I'm going to absolutely miss because I'll be in California, and I don't care. <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> I I will probably never get to see a pay per view because they in in person uh, because they don't come around here very often. But uh, if this is the one that I could have seen and I don't, I will live with it. Yeah, I I that's I. I will watch it, and it. I don't think I will be impressed by most of the things that happen on it, but uh, I don't know. If Shane McMahon doesn't get a match on the card, then maybe I'll consider that a win, though he'll definitely get involved in Reigns and McIntyre, so... I also saw that he won his match at at Super Showdown. Just... just... Shane McMahon has had way too much time to wrestle this year. He has. Let's, let's call that a not, a not a thing anymore. And Once they move to Fox... And we try and get more of a sports vibe on it. You can't have the old hot dog man running around and defeating your actual wrestlers. Especially Roman Reigns, who is the one you've pushed to the moon and made to be the unstoppable dog. I think he's overbooked. And having him lose to, I like it, hot dog man isn't a good solution. This is a major part of the problem. And they could be leaning into it and making it the ultimate heel thing. But they're not. It's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to end on a happy note. We're going to talk about John Moxley winning his first match in New Japan Pro Wrestling against Juice Robinson, which was for the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Championship. And so he, he is now the U.S. champion from over there. And uh, I have not seen much of the match. I've seen some highlights. Uh, I definitely saw his finisher which is uh, he kind of sets up the dirty deeds, but then lifts them up for like a kind of a brain buster. looks far more devastating than the dirty deeds ever did. Um, 
So I'm hoping he carries through with that. He's also got some new tights that uh, kind of more like short shorts. It's weird. It's kind of weird to see him in those, but I mean, he, he wrestled a harder style. Um, so I did see a moment where he tries to throw Robinson through a table and it doesn't break. And he yells what at the table. <laughs> <laughs> like that is not how we do things. But uh, I did see the aftermatch promos from both men. And uh, it is interesting that Robinson mentions uh, CJ Parker, his persona from NXT and says, if there was any CJ Parker in me before Moxley killed it dead today. <laughs> and uh, I think they do a lot of this in new Japan uh, from what I've seen, but the, the, the promos, the aftermatch stuff, it's, it is very sports like, and they, they put over each other. Like they say, like uh, that, that man is one of the best. And I'm so glad I got to fight him. Next time I fight him, I'm going to kick his ass and get out of my face with that camera was basically, you know, what Robinson's promo was, which is understandable since he lost. But, uh, yeah, if you have the highlights of that match available to you, I definitely suggest go watch it. I think, I think the whole thing's on YouTube somewhere too. I don't know if it's illegal or not, but, uh, you can watch that match and I, I would suggest it because it's it's cool watching these guys that used to be other things that we didn't like as much now getting to be cool on their terms yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, definitely on my list of things I've got so many I've got a big old playlist of, of matches I need to watch uh, that's on there but I gotta get through a lot of Orange Cassidy stuff first so we'll see I've only just become aware of what Orange Cassidy is. So, yeah, that's I, I'm behind you, but that's good because that doesn't give me quite as much to watch <laughs> as for outside of WWE, at least. I've, I've got plenty there. Yeah, uh, that that's I had no idea who he was until uh, Double or Nothing. So now I'm trying to figure that out. But anyway, it's a good plan. And you can go figure it out as well because we're done. This is the, that's this episode of Pro Grapplers. We thank you for listening. If you liked it, you can subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. If it's possible, leave a review. Please do that. We would appreciate that. And if you like this show, you like hearing our voices on a podcast, you can listen to a couple other shows we do. We do digital strips where we talk about the new and best webcomics of the day. Pepper in a little bit of webcomics news there for you. And also, have you ever had something funny happen to you and you wish you could tell the entire internet about it? Well, we do. And it's on a show called Today I Learned Nothing. You can follow us on Twitter. This show is at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. Individually, I am at Idahobo. And we'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm amazing Jason Sigler. And I remain Steve the Shinkakushini. We are glad we get to see Super Showdown again. This time without the shadow of blood money goings on. Here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers. <laughs>